It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Right, Dad, so the boys have asked me to throw a couple of questions at you and uh, uh, just just regarding the supercar stuff and, and this year's been very different to past years, obviously, with um, with the COVID side of things. So, I mean, first of all, how are you coping with the whole situation with COVID personally, being not able to go to the race racetrack? Well, normally I'm asked questions like about... Uh, about childbirth and artificial insemination, mate. But obviously, you've thrown a curveball at me here. <laughs> well, thank God I'm, I'm not asking anything about childbirth because uh, I really don't want to know. But um, how is it being at home? I mean, is it is it? You know, I know you've been trying to get out a bit and and heading to the workshop and heading to our little factory to try to keep yourself busy. But um, we're one of the lucky ones in Queensland at the moment that we can get out. You know, how would you cope if you're in Melbourne? I don't know that I would, mate. Even in a good day, I don't know whether I'd cope in <laughs> Melbourne, to be quite honest. But um, look, it's been extremely difficult uh, in in every aspect for the simple reason that, um, uh, you know, our guys who have been just brilliant during the whole period, they've all been, uh, you know, half at work, half not, and then half at work. And now that, uh, you know, things have changed once again, and there's... I don't know when there's going to be an end to this because it's something that's uh, ongoing until such time as they get a vaccine or something that uh, that we can you know work with. Um, and honestly, I just hope that uh, we can get back to some normality in in my lifetime. To be quite honest, I, I mean, you touched a little bit there on what's happening happening at DJR Team Penske with regard to staff. That must be pretty hard. And I know you and Ryan. Dr. Ryan Story, who, who's the team principal there, has been both working very hard trying to manage it. What's been the, the hardest thing to manage and the biggest challenge for that so far? The, the morale within our team is the best I've ever seen in any team anywhere. Uh, the guys just hook in and, you know, they work with each other, for each other, and uh, n- nobody, there's absolutely never any aggro, nothing in the team. And, and that, I think, is what has really pulled these guys through because uh, not only, and even the guys that have been at other teams, and there's quite a lot of them that have been at other teams, have said that they have never, ever been in a team where uh, everyone gets along so well, even to the point where most of them socialise on the weekend on jet skis and stuff like that. He said... Mountain that, bikes, that, they ride mountain bikes, don't like, they? A lot of mountain bikes and, and uh, you know, they've got kids, obviously. They uh, they get together with their kids and, and uh, even though you're restricted to uh, up here, uh, we're restricted to the numbers you can have and, and they abide by the rules and that's what's going to get us through if people abide by the rules. Because every, every time, you know, you and I have been into the main factory quite a few times you know, over the, the last few months and 
it's evolving, isn't it? It changes. I mean, last time, not long ago, you and I went in there and you couldn't walk into the place without wearing a face mask, things like that. It's always evolving. Now it's okay, but it's a constant evolving situation that, that they've all got to adapt to. Well, it was, and the reason for that was when uh, when the guys that were the were travelling, uh, we didn't want to put them at any any sort of risk at all. Um, and uh, and some of the guys, like when they went to uh, to Darwin, uh, they had to isolate for a period of time for the simple reason that they were in in uh, some hotspot areas in in Brisbane and that. And and they accepted that. And we moved them down to the Gold Coast, which was was the safe haven before they left, and and so things worked out pretty well in that respect. Well, moving on a bit to to the racing, uh, Maddie McKeld and I on the driver's seat have have pushed a lot of the uh, what we call the rules, I guess. Um, how supercars have changed a lot of the rules. They've they've toyed with different ideas, particularly around the the dual tyre compound. What are your thoughts on that sort of thing? I know Darwin on the weekend, there was one weekend previous that was, I guess you'd call Darwin number one, which was dual compound. Darwin number two last weekend was one compound. I mean, do you agree with that? What do you like to see? I'd just like to see the one compound because it it, it just, to me, it, when you've got two compounds like that, which are so vastly different in speed, um, you either, and if you're a big team, and this is what some of them did, they sacrifice one car in every race uh, to use all their soft tyres, and that, in, in effect, um, puts them out of the rest of the weekend. So they'll, they'll go well or be on the podium in one race, and the other two races they'll be um, making up the rear end of the field. So, uh, But to have a, a single tyre... I know it does restrict the passing a little bit and things like that, but there are, I think there are other ways of being able to uh, to sort of address that problem. Do you think maybe, you know, toying with the idea, and I know Scotty Mack's been a big um, advocate for this, saying that the actual current soft tyre is probably not soft enough, so it actually doesn't degrade as much as it probably could. It does at mm. Eastern Creek or Sydney Motorsport Park because it's a very abrasive surface, but... Darwin had actually hung in there for almost 30-odd laps, which is probably too much, maybe? It is. We recently tested a, uh, a softer tyre at QR, and it was like second a lap faster and went through a whole race run with uh, virtually doing the same times the whole way. So um, how soft is too soft? You've got to realise that these cars, um, to... To sort of give you an idea of what they are, they, they're virtually uh, an open wheeler with a body on. They're, they're very well-engineered, uh, well-constructed cars that um, just do everything right. And you can tune them and very fine-tune them. And you don't have to be a long way out to be off the pace, if you know what I mean. Because all you've got to do is have a look at the, have a look at the lap times there and qualifying and that up there. That, you know, there was... Uh, 18 or 19 cars within less than half a second and the top cars were eight one thousandths apart you know so it's the cars is just far too equal in that respect to uh, in my opinion to uh, to have really really you know interesting racing and and there are I think there are ways we can sort of address that and 
looking forward, my next question was going to be regarding real changes and what you'd like to see, but I'd like to sort of coincide that with, I guess, the next generation of supercar, Gen 3. I mean, what would you like to see in Gen 3 uh, that's going to, A, make the racing better and, B, probably more importantly, is make the cost less of, of running a car? Well, let's put it this way. I have absolutely, and I can put my hand on my heart saying I know absolutely nothing about Gen 3, but... Um, so sort of what, I, what, what I know, you would like. What, what I would like to see is less aero, a lot less aero on the cars, so we can uh, get to a situation where, um, you know, you can pass and things like that. It, it does make a big difference. If there was a way, I think, if there was a way to to incorporate um, some of the Formula One technology like a DRS, which would then make a difference to the cars, or a push-to-pass of some sort, where there's a, there is a difference. You only have a certain amount of them, so... I think IndyCar do that at the moment, IndyCar do that, and it, it just... And when you have a limited amount of something, you know, the, the, the guys that don't manage it properly um, will be disadvantaged. And you've got to know when to use these sort of things to get an advantage. And, and at the moment, the most important thing about um, a supercar race is you start. You're qualifying and start. If you, if you can nail qualifying on the front row and uh, you're a gun starter, which I've never seen Scotty do three perfect starts like he did in Darwin. That was just incredible. And, uh, and you know, that's unfortunate, but um, if, if you're on the fifth or sixth row, you can improve, but that's only mainly through uh, pit stops. So that the... Championship now is heading to Townsville for uh, another double header, like they just had in Darwin, two weekends in a row. So that's going to be four weekends on the trot for all of Supercar teams. Do you think that Townsville, the double header here, is going to be the end, or do you think that there's going to be a Bathurst? Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going to happen. So, you know, what's your gut feel on what's going to happen and and what's going to be left racing wise for the 2020 Supercar Championship? Well, this, yet again, this is my opinion, but I think that um, after Townsville, there's like that's four weekends in a row, plus the Melbourne teams that have been up here for a number of weeks prior to that. And uh, some of them do have their families with them, which is, which is a good thing. But um, I think after Townsville, there's every chance in the world, I think, that the, they could have... Uh, a back-to-back events at um, Queensland Raceway, because even though the the Melbourne teams have been up here and they've they've got hubs that they've been working out of up here, so they'll be a lot better equipped in those sort of situations, and uh, and then probably a Bathurst, and that'll see the end of it for the year. But um, look, it's very uncertain times. We have absolutely no idea where this is going. We. Or well, supercars don't make those decisions. That's something that's made by uh, the chief medical officer of of each individual state, um, pretty well. And uh, obviously, we've just got to uh, uh, go by uh, whatever they suggest we do. They've. I know that the government's been um, very good with the sporting teams, uh, whether it be supercars or whether it be football or whatever. And Queensland has 
been the beneficiary of all of that because of the the number of teams that have uh, been up here and and uh, both from supercars and uh, and football. So it's been good for Queensland in that respect. But I think that was a sensible thing to do. Yeah, I think I mean, we're all looking forward to. Uh, seeing what happens in the next couple of weekends at Townsville, and it'd be great to have a couple more races at our home track at, at Queensland Raceway before. I mean, we always talk about Bathurst being our grand final, and you know, going back to the the days when um, you know you were still full time racing, that that was the end of the championship. That was that was it, wasn't it? So you, you'd get to Bathurst, the championship would be done. You get to Bathurst as the grand final, and and yep. that would be the end of the year. Well, that was it. Plus the championship uh, finished a lot earlier in the year, in uh, sort of mid winter, and then we'd go into an enduro championships, which were two separate championships. But um, yeah, as it, as it turns out. Um, if Bathurst is the, the last of it, well, so be it. But, uh, yeah, it's very uncertain times at this point. But uh, I can tell you there is no way, Jose, that I'm going to come back, go to Bathurst and come back and sit in some hotel room looking at um, for two weeks. a car park or something <laughs> with, with a no-opening window for two weeks. <laughs> Does that mean that for probably the first time and I don't even know how long, probably before I was born, that you actually not well to before you were born, buddy. I can tell you, <laughs> well before. Isn't that that you never ever would have thought that you would not? Yeah, and not by choice, but no. I guess it is by choice in a way that you know the, the whole uh, coming back to to isolate, self isolate in a hotel for for two weeks is is a pretty big big thing, and um, you wouldn't want to do that. But before we go, I I want to talk to you about Scotty McLaughlin, who's Leading the championship, he's been DJR Team Penske's number one driver now for quite a few years. Um, he's going for three championships in a row this year. And, you know, looking back to, you know, yourself, you know, you, you won five championships in total. Um, never did the three-peat. You did two in a row and one off and then another one. But, you know, you got Peter Brock. Um, you know, Mark Scaife, all those guys that have done multiple championships as well. Do you reckon Scotty's as good as those guys? I mean, I know stat-wise at the moment, it's such a different kettle of fish now because there's so many different races, so many races per weekend now that there's a lot of race records getting broken and starts and wins and that, whereas back back then when, when you guys were racing, it was literally one race per weekend, wasn't it? So yeah, it was. A little bit different in that regard, but I mean... You can't you can't go by the stats. I, I think you know they're they're just figures that you know aren't comparable because things were so different. But the one thing that is, um, shall I say, consistent, and that is uh, the 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 one person who has the number of uh, pole positions and over the number of races that they've been in. So like a percentage over a percentage the percentage over the races, and Scott is far and away the, uh, better than anyone. Like at uh, 29 or 30 percent of the races that he's been in he's been on pole position so um, I think he's a very special talent and uh, where he goes from here one will never know it was obviously planned uh, prior to this COVID stuff that he may may end up in the US in an IndyCar or something he did do one test over there as everyone knows but uh, this is throwing everything up in the air, so um, I have no idea where it's going to go from here. Well, he did a couple of uh, IndyCar tests over in the States, and he was 
earmarked to race uh, one of the road courses this year or possibly even two. He did a test on an oval as well and actually went quite well. Um, He did a test at Circuit of the Americas in Texas, which was an official test with all the current IndyCar drivers, and he finished that that two-day test in position three. So pretty amazing for a bloke that's really done not much uh, open wheeler work as such. None none at all, mate. That was the first time he'd sat in one. So um, having said that, do you think, you know, in his eyes, an all going well for for him and and that side of things for his career, do you think that's where he's going to end up at at some stage in in IndyCar in in America? If he gets over there um, after this stuff's finished, this COVID thing, um, I think he'll acquit himself extremely well, and uh, and obviously, you know, he's he'll be with the best team. Well, I think I might have to do these sort of interviews more often for the boys in the studio because I can actually get some good answers out of you, and uh, you don't brush me off like you do at home. So, thanks for that, right. and uh, I might uh, say thanks to the boys in the studio, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming in, Dad. It was my, pretty my, cool. It's my pleasure, and obviously, if if you have the same sort of attitude off here, it'd be even better. <laughs> Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.